Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. So if you're looking for some ways to keep you or your family busy, we have a lot of options in and around Milwaukee. We're going to be learning about one place in particular today that I'm guessing you had no idea had so many options for family fun. But we're going to do something a little bit different this show. I'm going to quiz you first to see if you know who I'm referring to. So it's a little game that we'll call Guess the Guest. So here's a few hints to see if you can come up with what organization we're going to be learning more about today. First of all, there are more of these organizations around the country than McDonald's and Starbucks. Americans visit this location more than twice as often as they go to the movies. This particular Milwaukee location was number one on the weirdest places for a wrestling match. And this location had an event in 2016 where 10,000 people showed up within eight hours to attend an event. And they had a live lion cub living on their premises. Any ideas? Anyone? Anyone? Okay, so maybe this last example will give you a big, big hint. I recently saw something on Facebook that asked, if you were stranded on a desert island and you had to choose only three things to take with you, what would you choose? Among the choices were chocolate, Music, dogs, junk food, a book, bug spray, a hammock, pen and paper, and suntan lotion. Well, I definitely had chocolate and dogs <laughs> on the list, but our guests today are not from a humane society or a candy store, right? The third thing that topped the list for me was a book. Not just one, but many. I just love to read. I never used to, but I really do now. I love the smell of books. I love to mark them up. So that was a really big hint. So anybody guess who we're going to be talking to today? Well, okay, in the interest of time, I guess I'll tell you right away. My first guest is Ryan Daniels, Executive Director from the Milwaukee Public Library Foundation, whose mission is to help provide resources to the Milwaukee Public Library along with with funding some other interesting things, as we learned a little bit before. So welcome to the show today, Ryan. Thank you so much, Jill, and thank you so much to Ellen Becker Group for um, having us today. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I understand that you are from out east, so I'm curious what brought you to our lovely city and ultimately to the foundation. Well, thank you so much for asking. Um, I've been in the community 26 years now, and um, one of my favorite stories about visiting Milwaukee is when I was looking at relocating, I had a chance to go to the Central Library downtown. It is one of the most beautiful libraries I've been at, and when I realized that um, that was a resource that Milwaukee had, it made me feel like it was a city that I wanted to live in. Mm, nice. Yes, we do have quite a quite a library downtown, don't we? Beautiful. So um, we don't want to leave our audience hanging about the, the details on the wrestling match or this event that drew over 5,000 in an eight-hour period. 
or even the baby lion cubs. So, you know, fill us in with the details. Well, as you've mentioned, uh, the Milwaukee Public Library Foundation helps provide resources above and beyond what the city budget would allow. And so when you're talking about those events, those are examples of library loud events that were 100% funded by private investment. So let me tell you, we converted the Central Library into a haunted house experience. And that's what brought 10,000 people within an eight-hour period. Oh, my goodness. Um, And there is nothing that makes your heart warmer than seeing a line to get into your public library. (laughs) I imagine there's some pretty scary things within the library, right? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And if you haven't visited us, it is uh, a property that was built in 1898 and, and was both the site of the Milwaukee Public Library as well as the museum all the way until the 1960s. Mm, So perfect setting for a haunted event, right? Yes, but I suppose you also want to hear a little bit about this wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. And I'm happy to say that um, we funded a program where we had Mondo Lucha in our Mitchell Street branch. And we were joined by over 5,000 live Facebook followers, and we had Quiet versus Loud. And the community had a chance to come together and to make um, different wrestling masks. And it was really an event to draw in people that wouldn't traditionally come to the library. Right. And a, and it said one of the weirdest places for a wrestling match, right? So who would guess that the library would be the place you'd go for this? I could not believe that we were ranked the weirdest place <laughs> to have a wrestling match. Uh, number one. Th- <laughs> number one, thanks to uh, Wrestling World magazine. Oh, there you go. Well, I want to know about this little lion cub. Tell us about that. Well, I've already given you a little bit of a teaser. Yes, you did. Since the building was both um, the public library as well as the public museum, way back in the 1920s, um, we had a, a director go on safari to get things for the museum collection. And he brought back with him Sim, who was a library cub that lived on the roof of the Milwaukee Public Library until he went on to uh, live at Washington Park Zoo. And if you would like to visit Sim, you can go see him in the Milwaukee uh, Public Museum today. (laughs) Um, But the library continues its legacy because our uh, mascot, you may see, is a lion. Mm. Um, And that is in a nod to Sim. And actually, you can find that story online. I mean, it was interesting to to read about it and the history behind it. So that's that's good. Again, I've mentioned that I'm an avid reader, as are uh, my parents. And, you know, my mom has tried to give away some really great books over the years. And she was hard-pressed to find someone to take them. You know, they're, they're saying that everything is going digital and that, um, you know, whenever you, whatever you need can be found online. I beg to differ on that. I think there's nothing like a good book in your hands. But how would you respond to that, Ryan? You know, does, does anyone use the library anymore for the purpose that it was originally intended? Well, I'm very happy to tell you that, yes, in fact, the Milwaukee Public Library System has been rated one of the top visited attractions in Milwaukee. In fact, in 2019, we were the fourth most visited attraction. Mm. And so people are using the library. You also are not unique. Our patrons want both paper books as well as digital books. And that's another reason why the role of the foundation is so important. It's we don't just want one, we want it in many different ways so that we can respond to people's lifestyles. And that is really the role of the public library is to be a resource for everyone. And so we wanna make sure that we can provide as 
much access as possible. And I, I don't know that people realize all the things that are available at the library. You know, I know my mom goes to the library to read the paper sometimes if her paper doesn't come, or she may go to the library to get on the computer. You know, so we know that there are kids or adults who don't have access to computers, and so they can go to the library for that as well, right? That is one of the largest uses, in fact, um, with the lack of connectivity, uh, particularly in in the Milwaukee market. um, Believe it or not, there are 56,000 households that do not have access to high-speed broadband. Oh, wow. While the library is working with uh, uh, a variety of different options, uh, we're hoping with uh, some of the recent federal investment that we'll be able to help that. But um, one of the reasons why I'm here today is because uh, the library pivoted and we've been providing hotspots. Um, so instead of checking out a book, you can check out a device that will allow you to access the internet. Okay. And um, so we are not the traditional library that people think of. And I do want to share with you, just to give you a sense, um, I said the fourth most visited. That's 1.4 million people that come through the doors of the Milwaukee Public Library on an annual basis. Mm. And so when you think, boy, do people use the library, your statistic really struck me. In fact, they go to the library more often than they go to the movies. Mm, That's interesting. And I love the movies, but I love the library. And I love taking my kids to the library, too, just so they could get that feel and kind of nurture that love of books and, and learning, really, right? Well, how are all these libraries funded then? You know, they got all these things going on. Well, thank you so much for asking. Um, if you've met one uh, way that a library is funded, you've met one way that a library is as funded. Why is that? Um, that's because many libraries are funded through public dollars. And let me tell you what, what is the case for the Milwaukee Public Library. The budget, 90%, is uh, underwritten by uh, the city and taxpayers, but about 10% is uh, underwritten by both the foundation and the, and the friends of the Milwaukee Public Library. And so I, I like to think of it this way, that you get a safe place brilliant librarians, and books on the shelves with what the city funding provides. The foundation helps underwrite everything fun. So when you talk about those examples, (laughs) when when you talk about um, databases um, or extras, um, you may have uh, seen that we have a number of mixed-use libraries, and they all have different amenities. And why is that? That's because we want the branches to really have the ethos of the community, Um, but it is also reflective of how we can go out for private dollars and get funding. So when you go to your public library, you may find a maker space there. You may find a fireplace. You might find the -the state-of-the-art technology that you haven't seen somewhere else. Um, And and that is typically done by um, private dollars that are coming in and helping really add those amenities for the community. Okay. And again, some of those library loud events that you talked about um, before that we're going to take a quick break and we'll dive into that when we return. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Ryan Daniels from the Milwaukee Public Library. So we talked about some of those out loud events that the library, the the foundation hosts for the library. Give us some example of some of the other things that you guys are involved in and that you support. 
Well, thank you so much, Joe, for giving me that opportunity. Really, um, we fund a number of things, not only the fun events that we talked about already, but there are a number of different programs that you might see even outside of the library um, that you might not know are really library executed. So for instance, um, we have librarians that go out um, into early childhood daycare centers and teach the daycare workers um, how to hold books and how to hold infants and, and how to give them the pre-literacy skills that everyone needs to be effective readers. Whenever you think about the library, I like to think of it as a place to inspire people to read. The schools really work on those, um, you know, phonetics and, and teaching kids to read, but it's really the library's job to inspire. And so that is where we focus in terms of funding. We also have um, a program or even a place that I would encourage all of your listeners to go to. It is librarynow.org, and um, that is a resource for parents, for educators, and for kids. It is a very easy way to see all of the uh, programs that are available, but I want to make sure that your listeners know about one of my favorite databases that is easily accessible there, and that is called BrainFuse. What happens when your kids have a question that you can't help them with when they're doing their homework? That never happens. <laughs> Well, I have a daughter that took AP Physics, and I'm sorry, I could not answer that question. But what I could do is log on to BrainFuse, and through that product, um, you are able to get a live educator with the proper credentials from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., oh, and wow. um, they will provide that one-on-one -on -one service in addition to a tremendous of other resources that are there, like create your own flashcards. So there are a number of different things that the foundation funds. Um, we talked about hotspots. We, of course, also fund um, audio books and large print books. And like uh, I've already mentioned, some of the real amenities, um, people might not be aware that we have a, a community kitchen. In fact, it's the Cargill Community Kitchen at our Mitchell Street branch where we do demos. In fact, we even have online cooking classes with local celebrity chefs. Wow, interesting. For you foodies out there, that's good to know. Um, so we like to think of it as food literacy. We also um, help kids with healthy snacks and that sort of thing. Um, but a kind of literacy that you might not expect at a public library. Right. In fact, um, thanks to Northwestern Mutual and that makerspace, we even have a sound booth there. So we have authors that will um, read their book and create audio. We also have p uh, folks come in and lay down some tracks. Really? Wow. And that's called... Um, that, that is the Mitchell Street Library, Mitchell and, it, Street and it's Library. the okay. Northwestern Mutual Studio M Ooh, um, that's okay. available. But you will notice that um, our libraries are changing. And so part of what the library is helping fund, along with corporate support, is um, even more of these makerspaces so that we can really attract teens um, and get them excited about technology mm -hmm. and really give them the state-of-the-art skills they need so that they can be a f a part of an effective Milwaukee workforce. Mm -hmm. And we want it to be near peer, and that is another thing that we're able to fund is real internships so that you're getting real skills and you can share it with patrons that are coming through our doors. Nice, nice. Well, you actually have something called Stories from the Stacks. It's a link to impactful stories from the Milwaukee Public Library. Can you share some? Absolutely. We have great stories there about how people use the library and the impact that people have had. But there's one that really stands out to me. There uh, was a woman by the name of Laura Marsh who was homeless and was taking refuge 
um, at uh, the Milwaukee Public Library every day. And she was reading, and she caught the attention of one of our librarians. And they really started talking, and they learned that, that Laura really wanted to be an author and to document her experience. And so um, with some help and some coaching, um, I'm happy to say that she is a published author today. Oh, very good. Um, it's uh, Stories from the Shadows uh, of Milwaukee. And with that, she has gone on a book tour. She also continues to use the library to learn about how to run a small business. Oh, that's and fantastic. So, um, she is no longer homeless, and I would encourage you um, to watch that because it always makes my heart warm to see how someone that you might not think would, would be able to um, be successful, but just by going to the library, got connected to the resources, and now is thriving. That's awesome. And encouraging her, seeing what her strengths are. Everybody's got a story, right? Now, not everybody may a book about their story, but that's a that's a very inspiring story to show what what someone can do to help another one. You know, kudos to that librarian that saw that woman and said, you know, let's turn the situation around and make some positive things happen. So that's that's awesome. Um, what about those people that live outside of Milwaukee? Why should they care about the the library if they don't live in Milwaukee? Oh, Jill, I love that question um, because the Milwaukee Public Library is more than just a resource for Milwaukeeans. In fact, we are a state resource library, which means that um, we have a tremendous amount of documentation as well as resources that we make available to the entire state. Um, we've also been rated at our central branch as one of the 10 most beautiful libraries um, to visit, as I've already mentioned. In fact, we have docent tours that our friends help us put on. We're also a U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, and so um, you can find patents all the way back to 1790 in our facility. In fact, a, a number of lawyers still use that as we are an official archive. We were recently featured on C-SPAN. Um, also, we have an extensive collection, and part of our mission is preservation. And so one of the ways that the foundation helps is we have a fund where we're able to um, purchase things that are unique to Milwaukee or Wisconsin, and those get saved in our archives. And so um, we have specialty rooms on the second floor of the Central Library that would really apply to any Milwaukeean. And um, I would uh, encourage families, if they're looking for something to do, to really try and explore these, whether it's seeing the first baseball that was thrown out at County Stadium or seeing a one-of-a-kind autograph book that has um, signatures from four sitting U.S. presidents. There is something for everybody at the Milwaukee Public Library. I would also be remiss if I didn't say that um, we have one of a very rare collection of Autobahn prints. Oh. And that is a little known fact, um, but um, people come from all over the world to see this is a complete collection. Mm, wow. Again, more things you, that we learn uh, through the guests on our show. Well, we know Milwaukeeans love a good deal, so how can our listeners save money uh, using their Milwaukee Public Library card? Well, we are not your grandparents' library, as you may have already gathered. And so um, you can use your uh, digital library card. By the way, you can access it anywhere in the world. Um, and we have examples of that as well. You can get audiobooks, digital books, magazines, um, all for free. 
The magazine offering is amazing. Bon Appetit, uh, all kinds of different magazines. In fact, I personally get The Economist that way, and it's free. We also have a program called Freegal, which is the entire Sony Music catalog that is available to people with a, with a Milwaukee Public Library card. You can download up to five songs a month and never return them, and you can listen um, to eight hours a day commercial-free just with your library card. Wow. Okay. That, that uh, rivals Spotify then, right? It does. <laughs> uh, we also have access to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel for free every day if you use your library card. It we also have access to um, all different kinds of periodicals that you might want to look for. For instance, um, newspapers. We have newspapers in 127 different languages that you can log on um, and have a chance to read uh, in your native language, a paper that you're used to. It's in a phenomenal resource that I wish more people knew about and could use. And then last but not least, um, many libraries in the state, in addition to ours, offer something called Gale Courses for free. Um, these are six-week courses that you can take online, and they provide all different kinds of resources. For my nonprofit friends, I want to tell you, they have nonprofit management courses. They have grant writing courses, oh, all free, in addition to how can I use all of my Microsoft Word products better. <laughs> um, again, a, a free six-week course. All you need to do is use your your Milwaukee Public Library card. Wow, and I want to be sure to mention too that Brain Fuse that you talked about, Ryan, an, another great uh, resource uh, the, for free tutoring. That's awesome. So we're going to wrap up the interview because we're running out of time, but before we go, help us to understand what your call to action would be for our audience. Our call to action is to share a little bit of what you learned today with people that you know. We want um, you to be an advocate for your public library. And it's important that you tell people it's not your grandparents' library. I was amazed to learn all of the things that I can do there. I would also ask you to help us break the rules. Every fall, we have an opportunity, the Ben Franklin Awards. Um, another fun fact for your listeners are Ben Franklin actually created public libraries. Oh. And so we have the Ben Franklin Awards, and we have lots of fun. And last but not least, I want you to go to supportmpl.org or simply mplf.org to see how you can get involved and be a part and learn about some of the very exciting things that are happening um, in library systems in Milwaukee and really around the state. Awesome. Wow, that's a lot of really good information, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all the things that go on at the library so our audience can perhaps participate in some of those events, those uh, out loud events and just some of the different things that you mentioned. Or maybe they could just go to the library to read. <laughs> now, there's a thought. If you love books like I do and you like to hunt around for used books, where's the best place to go for that? Maybe an estate sale, Goodwill. Where do you go? Stay tuned because there's a group of friends that can tell us more about that. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. My next guest today is Shannon Sweek, who is a uh, the board president of an organization known as the Friends of the Milwaukee Public Library. So welcome to the show today, Shannon. 
Thank you so much, Jill. And thanks to Allen Becker Investment Group for having us today. You are welcome. So tell us how this group of friends differs from the foundation in terms of support. And why did you join the squad? Yeah, thank you. So uh, the Milwaukee Public Library Foundation and Friends of Milwaukee Public Library work very, very closely together. I like to say that the Friends of Milwaukee Public Library is the grassroots organization. So, you know, uh, regular folks like uh, like you and me that are passionate, that love libraries and are willing to volunteer and give back in really simple ways to help raise money to ultimately give back in the form of grants to support the Milwaukee Public Library system. So the Friends organization's mission is to support libraries, literacy, and the lifelong learning of the greater Milwaukee community. Nice. Okay. And then what was it about this group of friends that made you want to get involved? Yeah. So um, a number of years ago, when I was uh, living downtown, a single person, a busy working professional, I um, was looking around and thinking, you know, I was active with my church. I was busy with friends, but I just felt like I could do more to give back to my community. And I started looking around and wondering, you know, where where would I want to invest that time? I am, like you, a voracious reader. I love books. I love libraries. And I just saw the library as a nonpartisan, vital asset to our communities that that truly help everyone, you know, young people, old people, rich people, people just getting started on their career journeys. Um, It's such a great equalizer in our society. And I thought, I want to be part of that. I want to give back. And it started with just, you know, getting a simple tour of the library. And a couple years later, I found myself board president of this (laughs) amazing friends organization. And it's such a privilege. But um, but yeah, you know, that love of libraries was what initially brought me to this group. And it's what keeps me so passionate about our work. Well, and your passion is obvious, you know, that you want somebody obviously on your side that has a passion for what you do, and it's obvious that you do. So I was talking before the segment started about where do you go to get used books? Again, there are some places out there, but, um, you know, I I like to go to Goodwill and visit their section. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with a used book. Uh, The only potential problem is if you want to highlight and dog ear in different places, or you maybe called attention to what other people thought was important in the book. But I just think finding a resource for used books is so important. So tell us your secret to finding the cheapest and the best selection of gently used books in Milwaukee. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Friends of Milwaukee Public Library run a small used bookstore out of Milwaukee Public Library's central branch. So right there off of Wisconsin Avenue, we call it the bookseller. And it is a little bit of a hidden gem because I'm just... a astonished of how many people don't know about this amazing little used bookstore. I did um, not know about it, yeah, truthfully. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, hopefully other listeners are are perhaps hearing about it for the first time as well. But we have such an amazing selection of books. We have everything from fiction, nonfiction, romance, mystery, children's books, resources, um, and they are priced so cheaply. We usually price things around a dollar in some cases will go all the way up to $5 for a brand new, you know, bestseller type book. Uh, and and again, they, these are all um, very gently used or um, in many cases, new books that are available uh, to the community. 
Well, how can you possibly sell them that cheaply then? You know, what's what's your secret? Let us in on the secret. <laughs> yes. Well, we have two nearly inexhaustible sources of zero-cost supply. So first, we, of course, partner very, very closely with the, the Milwaukee Public Library system. And the reality is, is that, you know, the Milwaukee Public Library branches, of course, are always sourcing new books. Um, and, you know, an example I like to give is, let's say the, the hottest new bestseller comes comes out. John Grisham writes a new book. And of course, initially demand for that book is huge. You know, maybe there's, you know, 100 people in line and so you need 50 copies of that book across the system. Well, eventually some people, you know, the, the demand will start to subside and librarians are always tracking that very very carefully. And so when they're moving that John Grisham book from the bestseller shelf to the fiction shelves and they notice, "Hey, I don't need 50 copies. I'm going to maybe, you know, take 30 of those copies that are all still in great condition, and I'm going to give them to the bookseller. So that's how we end up with so many of our books. And we have a team of volunteers that partner with librarians, and we look and make sure that those books are still in excellent condition. And then we price them for about two bucks, and we put them on our uh, bookseller shelves and make them available. And then the other, I mentioned we have two sources of supply, but then we encourage anyone who's coming to our bookseller store to bring books that perhaps they're finished enjoying that they'd want to leave and donate um, really as a gift back to the Milwaukee Public Library system. And so we get amazing donations from uh, the community. Uh, and then lastly, I will stress we are a completely volunteer-run bookseller store. We have one part-time manager, but otherwise, you know, it's just everyday citizens in the Milwaukee area that work at this used bookstore. And so, you know, we have really low cost supply and then we have essentially no overhead, which just allows us to price books super cheaply and then give back nearly 100% of our profits right back to the library to help support amazing programs and resources that help make the library such a special place. Mm, that's awesome. So at roughly a dollar per book, let's just say, yep. um, what is that? add up to over time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I will caveat that um, we've got a bit more sophisticated over the years. So as we've gotten amazing private donations, and I'll just tell one story, um, we've partnered with some uh, vendors that help us get books out through online sources as well. So we recently had a donation. It was a 10-volume set book of sermons that some very generous citizen you know, provided to us. We were actually able to sell that online. So we also do some online sales for $600. So, oh, you know, nice. that adds up a bit more. But, and I bet um, the, the person that donated it was stoked about that, too. Absolutely. Because, gosh, to, you know, if it's just sitting on your shelf not getting any use. Right. $600? Yes. Wow. And so that becomes, you know, a, a great gift back to the library. So that helps add up. But, you know, it's amazing. Um, our used bookstore um, generates about $50,000 in used book income every year. So we're able to. It, and, and then since our inception as a friends organization, we've raised over one million dollars back to the library. So it is amazing. It's um, like a quote I love by Howard Zinn, small acts when multiplied by millions of people can transform the world. So something as simple as just buying a book or leaving a book helps to generate tens of thousands of dollars back to our Milwaukee Public Library system each year. It's, it's really amazing how that adds up. Absolutely. I, I have a friend who loves to go to his local laundromat 
because he can pick up books there. You know, people are just leaving books. And you know those things that they have around neighborhoods, those little house, I don't know what they're of called. Of course, yeah, but tiny little, libraries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people love books. I mean, we're not the only ones, thank goodness. And so here's another resource for people. That's that's great. So you know how nice it is, though, when you meet someone in person, a face to a name, right? Uh, what about if the person that you were meeting was the author of your favorite book? How exciting would that be to not only put a face to the name, but to learn more about that author and maybe get specifics on why they wrote the book in the first place? Well, that's a definite possibility, so stay tuned, and you're going to hear more about that when we return. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. And we're ending our segment today with Shannon Sweek from the Friends of Milwaukee Public Library. So I'm getting a picture in my head about having lunch with a favorite author. You know, tell us how we would be able to do that. Absolutely. Yes. Isn't that amazing to think you can sit down and have lunch with the likes of Mary Higgins Clark? Uh, So Friends of Milwaukee Public Library, we put on an annual marquee event called our Literary Luncheon, and we hold it um, right next door to the uh, Milwaukee Public Library Central Branch at the iconic Wisconsin Club right there also off Wisconsin Avenue. So um, Beautiful building as well. It's stunning. And they've been such phenomenal partners to us over the years. And uh, and so we hold this event and we bring in big name authors. You know, we've had Mary Higgins Clark. We've had Elizabeth Strout, a Pulitzer Prize winner. We've had Anthony Doerr, who wrote um, All the Lights You Cannot See, another Pulitzer winner. Ruth Reichel, Sue Monk Kidd, Elizabeth Berg. I know some of the listeners out there are thinking, oh my gosh, that's one of my absolute <laughs> favorite authors. And, and and it is. It's amazing. These authors so generously give of their time. We, um, we bring them in. We um, have a lovely lunch service. Um, and all attendees have a chance to receive a copy of the latest book from that author, hand-signed, and then hear from that author, um, you know, talk about their experience writing that book. You have a chance to do live Q&A with the author um, and just get such fascinating insights about, you know, not only the latest book, um, but we try to find authors with, you know, deep canons of, of you know, various novels or or um, pieces that they've written. And so you can ask, you know, about their, their entire career. So we even wrap off a chance to sit with the author. So when I say you can have lunch with your favorite author, you can absolutely sit at the table with them. It's it's such a great event. Um, it's been so popular. In fact, we've started doing opportunities to virtually meet with authors as well. So I encourage all of our listeners to check our, our website, supportmpl.org backslash friends, where you can see the very latest on our upcoming events. We'd love to have you join us. Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. I'd love to just have lunch with C.S. Lewis or John Maxwell or, you know, there's the list can go on and on. Like you said, just wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Um, Well, how can the audience get involved with Friends? You talked a little bit about that before, but... uh 
reiterate on that a little bit. Absolutely. It's so simple. I, I can't stress this enough. You know, th- there's no need to write some big check. I mean, if you want to, we'll, we'll take those too. But, you know, <laughs> it's as simple as just come see us. Come down to the bookseller's store. You know, we have a little cafe there. You can have a cup of coffee. Um, you know, we, we also, you could combine it with maybe you haven't been to the central branch in a while and you could do a docent tour. All of our tours conveniently end in the, uh, the bookseller's store. <laughs> And Talk about the docent tour, what that is for those people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So experts on the library um, provide guided tours of the entire library building, and you get to go a bit behind the scenes and, you know, and really understand not only all of the resources that are available today within the Milwaukee Public Library, but the incredible history of that building itself. If the weather's good, you can even get out on our green roof and have just a, a phenomenal view of the city. So um, it's such a great experience. And and again, I will stress it ends in our used bookseller store. <laughs> Everyone that goes on the docent tour and really any child that walks into the bookstore receives a um, coupon for a free book. So in case our books couldn't get any cheaper at being priced at one, two dollars, we actually provide, you know, free book coupons as well to children. And, and if you want to brighten your day, you know, just watch the face of a child who yeah, gets so to cool. pick out a book at the library and, and, and gets to keep it. You know, um, it, it just will, it'll just warm your heart for, for some time. So yeah, I, I always encourage that. Um, we also hold uh, special sales. As I mentioned, we do the lit lunch. So any of those events, showing up to those events, all of the proceeds for those events, we turn around and those becomes grants back to the library. So very, very simple ways. Becoming a friend, of course, of the Milwaukee Public Library and and volunteering. So maybe some listeners out there have always dreamed of working at a bookstore, but can't do that full time. Maybe that's something they want to volunteer with us and do on the weekend. So we're always looking for volunteers to work in the bookstore to help with book sorting. Uh, so we we'd love any form of you know involvement that people people are comfortable with. Wow! Again, these I love doing these shows because you learn so much about things that more than likely you didn't know about before. You know, there's a lot of great things going on in our city. You know, there was a number of years back, my mom, my sister, and I did something called, I think it was called the Open Door, which is a Milwaukee program that takes you to, I think we had ours focus on churches, and so we got um, to see some, oh my goodness, beautiful churches. But is the library, the library, if they're not on that list, they should be. They absolutely are. Doors Open Milwaukee, yes. We've been a longtime partner, and that is another great opportunity. Thanks for bringing that up, Jill, of where uh, friends can come and and see the library and get the super behind the scenes tour. Awesome. Well, what are, we heard a a few along the way here, but what are you most proud of regarding the impact that you've made through Friends of Milwaukee Public Library? Yeah, great question. So every year as we we take these dollars that come in through the bookseller, through our online partners, through these amazing private donations, through, you know, folks that sign up to be a friends a friend of Milwaukee Public Library, we work very closely with the city head librarian um, and and hear about what are the needs of the library at that time. And and our board actually has a chance to review those grants and then, you know, decide where we want our our dollars to go based 
on the needs of the library. And I'll, I'll give you just a couple examples, uh, you know, that, that I'm, again, just extremely proud of. So we made a donation to um, Spanish small business and entrepreneurial books. So some of you may know that Milwaukee is often seen as a city that doesn't have as much entrepreneurialism as, as other um, big markets. And so, you know, what do you do to spur that? Will you make, you know, books available, you know, to the community in a way that they can access to learn about how do you start a business? What are the resources you need? Um, and I just see that as such a great way of getting our, you know, Milwaukee community, you know, growing, thriving. Um, and it's a grant that, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of. Another is, again, you may know that we have an adult literacy opportunity in Milwaukee. We have one of the lowest adult literacy rates in the country. And so we did a grant that was specifically targeted at improving adult literacy and job skills to help bridge that literacy gap um, and really help people find the the great dignity and purpose that we know comes through work. Uh, So again, those are just a couple examples. The last one I'll leave you with is we fund the annual Martin Luther King Junior Day event. Um, And, you know, I I just can't think of a better figure for America that helps inspire. You know, one of my favorite quotes by Martin Luther King Jr. is, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Mm. So I know so many of our listeners are here because they, yeah, they care. They care about giving back and they, they're, um, they're really focused on things outside of themselves. And so, you know, just being a part of making that celebration a special day in our community and recognizing the contribution that, um, that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. has made um, is such a privilege for us as part of Friends. So those are just a couple examples of things that I'm really proud of that we help support. Well, you should be, should be proud of those, those things. And it's good to tell people about them so they're aware and they can share with others, right? We don't have much more time, unfortunately. We never seem to have enough time to get to everything. But help us to understand the best way to get a hold of you. Is, is, is it as simple as a Google search for Friends of Milwaukee Public Library? You got it. Yes, there's links also off of uh, Milwaukee Public Library's website. Otherwise, you can find us at supportmpl.org backslash friends. So we're really looking forward to meeting some of our listeners and, and making more friends. Wonderful. Well, Thank you to to both my guests today, Ryan Daniels from the Milwaukee Public Library Foundation and Shannon Sweek from the Friends of the Milwaukee Public Library. Thank you both for all the wonderful ways that you contribute to making literacy and the love of learning a priority in our community. Thank you for being here today. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making a difference in our community. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, and we are also available on demand, which means Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So if you have an internet connection, you can listen to the show. Uh, So think about how you might want to get involved in making literacy and the love of learning a priority in your home, your family, and or in your community. You may also want to give some thought to attending some of the events that the MPL Foundation and the Friends of MPL have talked about today. So in the words of Albert Einstein, the only thing that you absolutely have to know is the location of the library. 
In that spirit, I would kindly ask you to share the information you learned about today with someone so at least they know more about it and they can go and visit the library. It's a great way to support our system in Milwaukee, our library system here in Milwaukee, as well as around the state. And in so doing, you will have found a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a great day.